Good day to you and welcome. We are broadcasting live. We are in Phoenix, Arizona, inside the Phoenix Convention Center, Super Bowl 57, and uh, here on Media Row. It's now called Media Row. Not Radio Row anymore. Media Row, because uh, there's a lot of radio stations here, but there's a ton of podcasters and podcast shows and internet and Sirius and XM and all that kind of stuff, and it's all here. So now they want you to say Media Row, which is uh, no longer Radio Row. Radio Row flows off the tongue a little bit better. But that being said, we are inside the media center here at uh, inside the Phoenix Convention Center right next to the NFL Fan Experience, which opens up here in just a little while. It is 9 a.m. local time. I thought it was two hours behind, but they have not. we have not gone to uh, – we have not sprung forward as of yet. So, therefore – and they stay the same here. So, therefore, they're only an hour behind central time rather than the two hours that i thought they were so uh it's a little bit nicer because it means you got to sleep in a little bit a uh, little bit longer but that being said it's uh it's it's been fun uh, over the last couple of days uh getting into the uh into the center here and getting set up and obviously seeing some friends and we had some dinners and if you've been following us over on instagram following us on facebook uh at to the bill michael show it's uh you can follow along a lot of the pictures and stuff like that and some even some of the videos uh it's it's been really fun so uh, we've had a terrific time ben kenny back in uh, wisconsin how is uh wisconsin since we've left it ben have you and a rowdy wrecked it yet or is it uh, is it still standing oh it's cold uh very pleasant as i'm sure you can you can assume based on this time of year i have absolutely no complaints it is. It, it's kind of comical because down here, I mean, this morning I got up, it was like 48 degrees, you know, so you throw, you know, the vest on and a shirt. It's no big deal. I'm sorry to and hear that. You, yeah, yeah, I know, right? You head to the car and then by this afternoon, by the time I leave here and, and we are in, um, in in this convention center, somebody asked me how big is, is Radio Row. Radio Row, it used to be about 300 or so radio stations. Now it's about 300 combined radio stations, podcasts, media uh, type situations. You've got now major stages uh, all around. Uh, Fox's is just off to my right, and uh, you've got uh, CBS Sports. Uh, the Pat McAfee stage is obscenely huge. It is it is just enormous. Uh, you're looking now, if you're following on the Bud Light live stream, that's where the Fox area is. Uh, you've got another one of the uh, the podcast areas, which is kind of like the K Jewelers Hall of Fame, Westwood One Station. Right next to us is uh, NBC Sports. Uh, but uh, off in the distance, and I'm trying to get over to it. There it is. If you see, uh, we're right next to Bally Sports, by the way, which was kind of cool because Bally Sports requested us, uh, which is kind of nice. I mean, we've grown relationships over the years we've been doing this now i think 13 14 years something like that maybe 15 i don't know uh, i think we missed one in there somewhere but um that being said but if you see in the in the background off to the uh, off to the left of the picture that that red stage that is the pat mcafee stage the DraftKings stage it is enormous it dwarfs everything in this room i mean fox usually has one of the biggest ones and it, it doesn't even compare They've got giant scaffold. It's like a concert. It, it really is. The, the amount of money they put into that stage. And then next to us is the Sleep Number podcast. And then they've got the Outkick uh, podcast, which is down here. Nickelodeon is down here. Um, uh, Bleacher Report is down here. And then all of the uh, NFL, Sirius XM Radio, uh, Mad Dog Sports, all that stuff is off into the distance. Um, but it, it's just 
it, it's really cool because everybody you've either seen, watched, listened to, um, whatever, they're all here. Uh, I got up this morning and I came in and I had a chance to. Uh, we had Ross Tucker on the program last week, and uh, Ross Tucker does his podcast and he does it with the Draft King on the Draft King stage over where uh, McAfee works. And uh, so I had a chance, uh, you know, I was talking to him in the lobby a little while ago, and he's actually going to join us a little bit later in the week. So I was talking to him, uh, and then we see guys we've seen every year. Uh, we've got our guys from Houston, Texas, down to the ticket in Houston, and uh, we ran into those guys uh, from uh, the fan uh, in, uh, in uh, excuse me, uh, the fan here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we've got our friends from... Uh, so the sports grid, which are down there, which, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be with uh, Pat Mag- or uh, with uh, not Matt, Pat McAfee. I'm going to be with uh, Scott Farrell. I'm going to do his show after I get off the air today. We're going to be with them and uh, going to hang out with those guys a little bit. So just it's just really cool. It's like every it's like a reunion every year. You get a chance to see everybody in the media. Uh, those who have changed jobs now they're no longer booking for this particular agent. They're booking for this particular agent or company or what have you. So and everybody's got something to pimp. They've got, uh, boy, to, we're going to hear from people that have iPads for therapy. We're going to hear people that have, um, you know, therapy dogs for veterans. We're going to hear from people that have, you know, betting sites now. Betting sites are huge. So all of that, all of that uh, is going to be, uh, you know, here this week. But uh, the stars, celebrities and such will all be coming out for it as well. So uh, Mike Clemens yesterday, Ben, now you know Mike. Mike is anal particular, right? I mean, crazy particular. Correct, yes. Mike sends every detail of everything he gets. So <clears throat> there is not usually any stone left unturned. So Mr. Particular, yesterday we got to, we got together, we came down, and uh, Mike, um, you know, we always go to get credentials together, and we see some of the NFL people together. Mike um, gets there, and they just say, you know, okay, all we need is your ID, pats his pants, pats his shirt, looks in his wallet, forgot his id with the rental car with the rental car company no way uh, yeah he, he he left it yeah so he couldn't get credentialed yesterday so i got up early this morning and i had to get in because erica uh who's our floor producer she didn't get here till late um so she didn't get a chance to get her credentials. As a matter of fact, she's just showing up now. But she didn't get a chance to get her credentials yesterday either. So her and Mike had to come down early this morning and stand in line and wait, I don't know, for like an hour, hour and a half or something like that just to be able to get their credentials for Radio Row. So anyway, um, that being said, we are here, and we're going to have guests all week. And uh, we cannot say thanks enough to our friends at Bud Light. By the way, our friends at Bud Light, um, boy, it, it came through. They do the Bud Light parties in the Bud Light Hotel. And uh, the Bud Light um, concert series and uh, they uh, came through this morning, and they called us and said, hey, uh, we got a couple of tickets. We want to send you guys to a couple of events. I said, okay, great. You know, just send them over to us. Uh, Dave Matthews and Imagine Dragons are playing here uh, or, uh, this coming weekend. So we're going to go see that before we get out of town. So oh, Bill, nice. I take you as a big Imagine Dragons guy. You know what? Here's the funny thing. Uh, when Imagine Dragons first got huge, um, when they came out with the song with the, the thunder in it, you know, and we were in New York, and they were a band that was just up and coming, and they were just starting to really kind of get get popular. And they uh, played; they actually tented a pier in New York City. And Mike and I went over to see it, 
And we're like, you know, who are these guys? And it's just, it was a funky sound. It was a different type of music. You had to, but it was really beginning to take off. And we went, we got a chance to go see the Imagine, Imagine Dragons concert in New York City, which was fantastic. I mean, just incredible. And had a great time. And then they had the media party at a, a tented pier uh, about five or six piers down where they actually, because New York, remember, was cold. It was it was it wasn't frigid for the week leading up to Super Bowl, but the day after Super Bowl, they got dumped on with like ten inches of snow and frigid temperatures in the you know in the teens with wind chills and single digits and below zero. But leading up to the Super Bowl, like the Super Bowl was like forty two degrees, and it wasn't terrible. It, it was like the NFL really really lucked out, and uh, so that that week leading up to it, because we're like, where are they going to hold all these places? And you know what took precedent, Ben? Over the uh, the media, Radio Row, what took it? Because it was, you know, when the NFL decided to do this, because usually they book them three, four, five years out, but because they were building MetLife Stadium, uh, the NFL awarded New York for them putting public funding into the stadium. They awarded them a Super Bowl to kind of make some of that money back. And when we, when we arrived as media members, they said, oh, who are you here for? And we said Super Bowl. They're like, oh, okay, whatever. They hated it. New Yorkers hated it. You know why? The big deal was at Madison Square Garden, the Westminster Kennel Club. So we weren't even allowed to do Madison Square Garden or any of the big convention centers because that was where the Westminster Kennel Club was going to be. So they put us in a small hotel ballroom in the Sheridan Hotel right off of Times Square. That's where we did Radio Row from. I mean, it was tight. I mean, really tight quarters. And it was much bigger then than it is now. Uh, it doesn't have the, the the sets are bigger now, but the radio row amount of people uh, was bigger back then as opposed to now, and we were smashed in that place. And the, the New Yorkers hated it; they didn't want us there. Uh, we were a problem. Remember, they shut down Times Square and they built a football field in the middle of it, and they had that giant fox robot walking up and down um, Times Square, and they it, it was it was just kind of a cluster. It was like they just shoehorned us in just to do it to award New York the the Super Bowl. And when they did uh, the media day for the Denver Broncos, who were there along with uh, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, we went to cover the Broncos side of things. They put them on a, like a broken down old riverboat. It was, it was the most, it was, it was a really, it was a crappy riverboat. I don't know how else to put it. It was bad. There was ice all over the, the walkway getting on the riverboat. And it was, it used to be, I mean, the boat itself used to probably be glamorous, I guess, back in the 70s and 80s, but it was a beat-up old riverboat, and that's where they put all the Denver Broncos. And I remember uh, it was, like, wavy and bouncing against the pier, and Peyton Manning was doing his, because uh, Peyton Manning was with the Broncos at the time, doing his press conference, and it's kind of rocking back and forth, and, and Peyton's kind of holding on to, the, holding on to the, uh, the, the podium that he's speaking at, you know, and it's not. It was just a weird experience. Anyway, uh, it's. I don't even know how I got off on that track, but uh, it's. It's really kind of cool. It's cool to see uh, all the familiar faces and be here. And uh, the other when, the other night we got here, we went to a, a dinner at a really small little hole in a wall Mexican restaurant. We met some friends in downtown Old Scottsdale and went to a really good restaurant called Las Olivos and a few margaritas and. Got settled in at the condo, and then uh, yesterday uh, we were out and about, got down here and got our credentials and stuff, so here we are. Anyway, that being said, uh, we are live. We are at Radio Row. We're here in Phoenix, Arizona. There's some things the uh, that I didn't know. 
and uh, something incredibly dangerous I didn't know about the last time we were here. I had no idea, no idea the last time we were here that this was even a thing, but I found out about it uh, driving in today. I was listening to some of the local radio stations, and some of them were talking about this going back to 2008. And uh, some of the things you don't know, you don't find out about until after the fact. And it was one of those things that uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about when we come back. Hang in there. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our great friends who bring us here each and every year at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We are live. We are in Media Center, the media row, if you will, inside the Phoenix Convention Center here at Super Bowl 57. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We are in Phoenix, Arizona. The site is Super Bowl 57. We're at the Media Center. Welcome in. Glad to have you and uh, all that kind of fun stuff. The Bill Michael Show on the air, and uh, today is uh, today is the kind of our own, own opening day. Opening night coming a little bit later on this evening. Both the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be on site. And uh, right now, joining me here at the table is uh, our guy, Mike Clemens, who uh, is hanging out with us. And Mike, how you been, man? Very good. Very good. Nice setup we got here. Feels like new equipment. New, everything we got here. Like everything here is uh, pretty new. Outstanding. Yeah, well, pretty new. That's how I describe myself. <laughs> I'm pretty new. Use like new. Yeah. Use yeah. like new. So we got both teams in last night, and uh, they both made their way to Phoenix Sky Harbor and uh, got the, uh, the 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 welcome. And uh, now we uh, just sit back. We wait for tonight to get kind of all the pageantry because all the game plans in. So the rest of the week is walk pageantry tonight, walk through the rest of the week, don't get into trouble on Saturday night, and then play the game on Sunday. Teams try and get as much of their game plan installed before they get here because they know that the first couple of days, like tonight, they'll be on TV, right. as you mentioned, with the opening night. Uh, and uh, there's all kinds of other things they're going to do, press conferences tomorrow morning with uh, those of us in the media as well. Uh and then they, they get on that plane, and both teams came yesterday. They used to be a big story. Who's going to come when? Who's Now you got to come pretty much because the league wants you on TV tomorrow night. So please come Sunday because, you know, you're going to be on live on the NFL Network tonight. Uh, as both planes pulled in, uh, this might be something new, but as the Chiefs uh, charter plane pulled in, the pilot opened up the window of the cockpit, and he hung out a Chiefs Kingdom red flag that he was holding while he was steering the wheel and pulling the plane in to the tar- <laughs> on the tarmac up to care. the gate. <laughs> yeah, Dan. <laughs> did you get the flag out there? And then, uh, so not to be outdone, your Philadelphia Eagles did the same thing. When their plane came up, they had to have their flag hanging out of the cockpit and all that. Now, we, we take you uh, onto the, uh, the Chiefs plane. And Isaiah Pacheco, this great rookie running back that they've got, yeah. he's rolling tape and he goes live on Instagram, and he catches Patrick Mahomes there with a baggie, you know, like a shopping baggie uh-huh. you get from, you know, the right. drugstore or whatever. He's collecting the cash. They're doing a cash raffle, Bill. Yeah. So the players are all throwing in their money, and what you do is you take your bill and you and you write down your jersey number on there. Right. 
you throw it into the bag, and then you know Pat pulls out the one on one, and he you get all the bag of cash that everybody has thrown their. Oh, okay, into, not a bad way to go. You know, onto the team. So we we actually have audio of this taking place aboard the AOC Champions plane yesterday afternoon. Pat, hey, Pat, make some money sit on there, bro. He's trying to violate. Give me out. Give me the. It's the biggest one of the year. So that's kind of what there, there is thing. nothing like a bag of money that brings out for guys that make money. Right. A bag of money for guys that make money to get them all. Well, up. I don't know how you have a first, second and third prize, uh, you know. Right there. But this was a big bag of money. Yeah. And that, that they were all getting very interested because there was going, going to be one winner in your bank right. of cash there. That right. sounds like they should forfeit, Mike. That sounds illegal. <laughs> right? I, that, that, they're, they're, well, there's some trouble there, I think. Ben, 15 years ago, I was at one of these Super Bowls. I think it was in Jacksonville. And all the there was a lot of jerk riders who used to come, like a Jay Mariotti, you know? And, and they, would, they would just come here. They would rip on the city. They would rip on the volunteers. They would rip on, on the, uh, the accommodations. All they did was just rip all this stuff. And then they might actually show up to, you know, rip a player to like a Rex Grossman or sure. whatever. And they wrote four or five scathing uh, articles. It got a lot of clicks probably back in the day or sold papers back then. And, and that was it. And so I was on the air with a na- national show, and I said, you know, why don't they just build a Super Bowl stadium in Las Vegas? And maybe even move the Hall of Fame out there. And it could be a point of destination because the best city in America, in the world, that can handle a convention as big as the Super Bowl is Las Vegas. And the response was, oh, no, 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 no. No, the league doesn't want to have anything to do with gambling. You know, it's got connections to the mob. Right. I mean, you know, back up there in Wisconsin, Paul Horning and Alex Karras from the Lions back in the 60s, they both had to sit out a year because they were betting on games, kind of a Pete Rose kind of a thing. Yep. So, no, the, the NFL doesn't want to be anything near it. Okay, today we walked into the broadcast center. There's a big stand there for DraftKings. Oh, it's huge. stand for FanDuel. The DraftKings is a McAfee set. Yeah. The FanDuel set is is a little bit smaller and not as glamorous, but that DraftKings set is like crazy stupid. And it's you, huge. And do you know where next year's Super Bowl is going to be built for Vegas, the first time? It's in Vegas, Mike. In Las Vegas. Yeah. You and I are, by the way, we're on Radio Row at the Bunny Club, which I thought was pretty cool. They okay. Us, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. That's cool. The Bunny Ranch, yeah. You talked about fans uh, here, and like you know, it's like Chiefs fans 3-1. to one. I'll tell you part of the reason for that. I did some work for the Chiefs Radio Network this past season. I've done some in the, in the past. They're in 13 states with their radio stations because they're in Kansas City, in right. Missouri. So everybody around them, Arkansas and uh, besides Missouri, Kansas, 13 states across the central section of the United States, there might even be some affiliates in Arizona, have, law, have been longtime Chiefs fans since the 60s. They're on over 100 stations. So it's not it's not hard. Like when you run into this Chris Lutke, he's from Tucson, Arizona. We ran into him, and I asked him, you know, why did he come to the airport to see the Chiefs arrive? 
Well, my dad became a Chiefs fan when he was a little kid, and so as I grew up, I was always wearing Chiefs gear, and I was just totally excited to become a Chiefs fan. So that's you know, it. That's the story. So Patrick Mahomes, he did a press conference before they got on the plane in Kansas City, and he was asked, you know, this is his third Super Bowl now. What was it like his first time here in 2019? You get there the first time, and you don't know what to expect, and you're kind of just you're kind of going through a whirlwind of media days, and and you have practice, but it's not the normal schedule you usually have, and um, meetings, and trying to find time to watch film and everything like that. Whereas now you have a plan. We, we're going to be able to go out there and do what we usually do throughout a week with the added stuff that we have to do. And so uh, uh, it, it, it's nice to have that experience before. I can teach other guys and help them along as well because um, even though we're, it's the same team, we have a lot of new players. And so I'm excited to get these guys that experience. And at the end of the day, you want to win the game. So I just want to make sure those guys keep that in mind. So it's a business trip, and that's what uh, Patrick Mahomes and then I would assume very much uh, now a veteran at this and Andy Reid both have to say to a lot of the younger guys that you know it's fun it's pageantry you know we told you that it was going to be wild it's the biggest stage but it's a business trip yeah there was one other thing that patrick was saying to us in terms of you know i want you guys to enjoy this but understand that you know we're here for the game andy reed i'm gonna skip ahead to andy reed uh this guy is here bill with seven rookies who Mm -hmm. played significant starting time or started in games particularly like even last weekend against the Bengals when they started having guys drop at corner you know Snead dropping down with the Mm -hmm. concussion so Andy Reid you talked about his younger players at their first Super Bowl if you haven't been there it's hard to explain right yeah I mean you tell them but they gotta see it but they're we're giving them a heads up on all that so and then he was asked you know when did you have a feeling that you were not only had a shot at getting back to the AFC title game, but to the Super Bowl with all these rookies that you guys drafted that you needed to fill spots for guys that had left in free agency? Yeah, you, you had a feeling coming out of training camp. The guys seemed to get along. And as it went on, the, the season went on, you saw the growth, especially for the young kids, that back end, the uh, secondary uh, Sky Moore, some, some of the young guys that were getting uh, decent play time, you could really see the growth there. Uh, and it, it was hard from, I'm sure, a public standpoint to see, but we were seeing it from our side, just how they handled certain plays and leverages and, and so on. So, um, But I, I was impressed with that. And then the new guys that were veteran players that came on, uh, they they had to get used to a new system. So a couple of them have been in systems for quite a while, and uh, so they had to get used to a new system, new way of practicing, new and all those things that go with that. So, uh, but they um, they tried it, and they weren't afraid to dive in and try it, and they you know it worked out for them, and they got better every week. Likewise, just more familiar with uh, with the schemes. The uh, the fact that the rookie class played such a role in getting here, you know what I mean? I, and it's one of those things where you always hope that one or two guys pan out. But they've had to rely on quite a few as injuries have taken over just to get guys back to, to this point. And they're dealing with a little bit of what, you know, the Packers dealt with last year. When you lose veterans early, you play the rookies, the rookies play extremely well, and then the veterans are back 
Now, what do you do? Do you stick with what got you here? Do you go back to the veteran experience and such? Andy Reid's got to balance all that coming into this contest. You know, and from a general manager's standpoint, uh, you know, there's certain positions that you know are going to take longer to learn. Maybe sometimes it's offense. Well, certainly quarterback. starts with quarterback. Uh, offensive line. Um, maybe defensive line. That's usually more like a physical thing. Uh, but, you know, you should be able to plug and play at, in certain positions, like what Eric Stokes did at corner, mm-hmm. okay, just the speed and set him up one-on-one with a guy, go, you know, go follow that cat, you know, and uh, and running back. And so they did that. The Chiefs did that with Isaiah Pacheco at running back. But then in their secondary, man, I mean, as they had some injuries uh, and they're playing some tough teams, guys like Trent McDuffie, now this is going to be a weird week for him because it's his first game in the NFL. They're playing the Cardinals here in Arizona um, at uh, the, the, the same stadium where they're going to be playing the Super Bowl at, at State Farm. And he goes down with a severe hamstring injury. It took him out for the next seven games. And he talked about, you know, coming back and now playing well enough to get here to the Super Bowl and what that's what that period's been like for him. That was honestly one of the hardest things I've had to do just in sports. I never had an in- injury that um, affected me for such a long period and disabled me pretty much for so long. So during that process, I think the biggest thing that helped me was just sticking to the consistency of just the everyday, you know, going to meetings, showing up to practice, just acting like I was playing every week. But um, just the positivity that was surrounded by me, um, whether it was family and friends, whether it was coming into this building with coaches and players just constantly lifting me up. Um, they really just allowed me to stay confident through the whole thing and come back like I never left. It's um, when when you get into this point where you're sitting here at uh, in Phoenix and you're getting ready for this big game and this huge moment in your career and guys get a chance to come back and circle back around after being down all season and you just watch your teammates get you here and lift you up. I mean, and then finally getting the chance to play. And that's got to be tough, too, because if you're if you're a guy that somebody came in and played admirably in your place, a rookie comes in and takes over, one, you want to keep your job, you eventually have money to get, but two, you know, you got a guy that got you here, you feel bad for that guy if he's not going to be playing because now you're back and healthy, but you're chomping at the bit ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, you got a great defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, the guy who the Giants... You know, the Giants came in, uh, had beat Brett Favre and the Packers, and they went up against the undefeated Patriots with Randy Moss and Tom Brady and Belichick as coach, and they pulled off the upset right here in his stadium, 17-14. So Spags has now been the defensive coordinator here with Andy and the Chiefs now for a few years. Remember he had that run for a while where he was the head coach of the Rams but never quite got the roster. And he's so good, he'll figure out a way to, you know, contain uh, Jalen Hurts. And then he he's been able to get he's got a he's got a defensive back coach named Dave Merritt that I think is a name to watch out for because what he's done with this rookie secondary mm-hmm. and Jalen Watson. Here's another kid who has stepped up back there, filling in if he has to go in the corner, if he has to play on the outside. And he said, "How do these rookie players on your defense feel about playing now?" in the damn Super Bowl this coming Sunday? Well, rookies. No, I'm just playing. But um, it, it's a great feeling, you know, playing at the biggest stage our first year. But like I said, this is what we all dreamed of since we were kids. So we just take it one play at a time. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. 
Let's do this. We're going to step away uh, and take a quick break. Mike Clemens joining us here at the table. We're uh, inside the media center at the Phoenix Convention Center and uh, bringing you all the fun and frivolity that is the lead-up to Super Bowl 57. Stick around. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the ICHC. You know what that is, ICHC.net. That's the Irish uh, Heritage uh, or Irish Cultural and Heritage Center, and they've got some great concerts coming up. If you were looking forward to St. Patrick's Day and keeping up the Irish spirit, Shane Hennessy is coming on Saturday, February 11th. They have a whole host. The Drowsy Lads are going to be there on, on St. Patrick's Day. No better way to... To celebrate St. Patrick's Day then with the Drowsy Lads. Tickets are still available. Casey and Maggie are coming up on Sunday, the 26th of February. Uh, Cynthia is going to be there on March 3rd and so many more. But to see the entire lineup, go to ICHC.net. ICHC.net, the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center. ICHC.net. Or just call, call our buddy Corey for tickets. 414-345-8800. 414-345-8800. St. Patrick's Day right around the corner. No better way to get involved then go to ichc.net or call Corey 414-345-8800 we are live we are here at the super bowl stay tuned we got a whole lot more of the bill michael show coming up right after this Ready? this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network the bill michael show podcast listen rate subscribe